Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, the store is rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brush less fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking from New Orleans. We're in New Orleans tonight. Broadcast tomorrow's Tulane Southern California football game. And our guest is the coach of Southern California, Jeff Cravath. But before we bring you Jeff Cravath in person from New Orleans, may I remind you that this is our last broadcast before Christmas. And as is the custom each year on this program at this time, tonight is our annual Christmas show. And we begin it with Real One, Profile of a Sleigh Race. Tonight from New Orleans, we begin our annual Christmas program with a beautiful Christmas legend, the legend of a sleigh race. This story begins over a hundred years ago in New York City, on the day before Christmas. For on that day before Christmas, a sleigh race held each winter was then New York's most important sporting event. Hence, our story begins on the day before Christmas in 1882, when one of New York's leading racers was a man named Clement Moore. Clement Moore wanted to win that race on that day or that race. He got away to a fast start. He was in second place as the first mile sped by. At the halfway mark, Clement Moore was battling for the lead, but it wasn't until the slaves had passed the three-quarter mark that Clement Moore really began to come on. He flashed out in front. Now, now, if he could only hang on to that lead, he could win that race. And he did hang on to that lead as the finish line hove into sight. Cheering him on, standing at that finish line, was Clement Moore's wife and his two children. They'd come to see him win. And as he flashed into sight, his youngest son, a little boy only four years old, became so excited at seeing his daddy out in front in the race that the youngster broke away from his mother and dashed out onto the street to cheer his daddy on. Before anybody could stop that youngster, the boy had run right into the path of the oncoming sleigh. Frantically, Clement Moore tried to swerve his horse to avoid running over his own son, but it was too late. In a moment, his sleigh had knocked his own youngster down. Clement Moore stopped his horse as quickly as he could after it had run over his son. But by that time, the crowd had closed in and picked up his little boy, and the lad was rushed home where a doctor was immediately called. Later that night, it was the doctor who said, You're very lucky, Mr. Moore. Your son will live. His spine is injured, and it may be a long time before he walks again, if he ever walks again. You may go in if you wish. Clement Moore was heartbroken. He'd injured his own son, and he'd done it on the day before Christmas when youngsters were supposed to be happy. For quite a while that night, Clement Moore sat by his son's bedside, thinking, thinking what could he do on this Christmas Eve to make his son forget his injury. Christmas Eve was a night for gaiety and laughter, not for sorrow and pain. And then Clement Moore had an idea. His little son liked poetry. All right, if he liked poetry, he'd write him a poem, a Christmas poem on this Christmas Eve to make him forget his pain. Slowly, Clement Moore began to write that poem. And the first lines of that poem he composed that night began, "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." The lines came quickly after that. His little son forgot his pain as he sat there listening to the beautiful story of the arrival of St. Nicholas in a sleigh. Perhaps, perhaps Clement Moore was thinking of his own sleigh, for it was the first time that anybody had ever written that St. Nicholas would come in a sleigh. Finally, the poem was finished. That poem was destined to become the most famous Christmas poem ever written. And yet, according to this legend, it never would have been written had it not been for a sleigh race. A sleigh race in which a father ran over his own son. And that's the legend. The story of a sports tragedy behind the happiest poem ever written. 
But there's not a child alive who hasn't thrilled to this poem's immortal closing lines. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Portrait of a poem. Real two. Tonight we're broadcasting from New Orleans. And here in New Orleans, as well as everywhere else, he cuts a lot of ice in the hockey world. For 36 years, he managed Major League Hockey teams. His players won the Stanley Cup seven times. He's that famous figure of the frozen water, Lester Patrick. And when he shaves, you can bet your sweet life that Lester Patrick demands fast, smooth, clean performance. So he shaves with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. He wrote Bill Stern. That daily tussle with my beard used to be a grind, but since I changed over to Colgate Brushless, I've cut down my shaving time. Honest, Bill, I run through my tough beard with the smoothness and ease of a brilliant forward firing a backhand shot into the cage. Signed, Lester Patrick. Yes, sir, that's how the head man of the hockey breezes through his shaves. He uses a light, fluffy shave cream, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. So how's about you? I'll bet that Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is your dish, too. This light, fluffy cream softens the toughest whiskers down to the skin line, stays moist and clear through your shave, so your razor can glide through a snag-free finish. No after irritation, either. And what a pleasure to find Colgate Brushless isn't gummy or greasy, so it rinses off your face and your razor in a flash. But look, men, don't take my word for it. Prove it for yourself. If Colgate Brushless Shave Cream doesn't do everything that I say it will, just you send the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City Zone. To New Jersey. And if you do, you'll get double your money back. Now, is that a deal? Ask for Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, tonight. It's light and it's right. Real three. Let's continue our annual parade of Christmas stories. Let's call this one The Legend of a Christmas Tree. Remember when you were a youngster how all Christmas stories began with Once Upon a Time, and they all ended with and they lived happily ever after? Well, this is a Christmas legend, too. It's the legend of a man, a boy, and his dog. Like all Christmas legends, this one begins once upon a time. Once upon a time, out of the land of the Philippines, came a little dusky brown-skinned fighter. His name was Felix Distrito. And the tale that he wove with his two fists made ring history. And then, then he married a lovely girl, and he settled down. One day, a son was born to them. Now, Felix's joy was complete. For each night, Felix had come home, smile at the baby, and pull up an easy chair to read the paper. But each night, too, Felix would say to his wife, Honey, honey, turn that light up a little brighter, will you please? Each night, though, it became more and more of a command. The light, the light, honey, bring it closer, please, a little closer with the light. But one night, not even moving that light right beside Felix could hide the truth. The cruel beatings of his many fights that he'd taken in the ring were now taking their toll. Felix Distrito was going blind. The years passed by after that, and the picture changed. Felix Distrito became stone blind. He could no longer see anything. No, no, that's wrong, for at his feet now were his eyes. That's right, his eyes were at his feet. For his eyes were Queenie, a seeing-eye dog. And Felix and Queenie became a familiar sight. But one night, Felix and Queenie failed to show up. Felix and Queenie were home that night, taking care of Felix's little son. Pneumonia had come. 
For days, Felix couldn't leave his bedside as his son tossed about feverishly. For days, Queenie stood by her master, whimpering as she looked at his suffering boy. The doctor came, and Felix paid him half the meager family savings. More doctor bills, and soon there wasn't any money left. No money for food, for medicine, for doctor bills. Felix sat there helplessly, and then a strange thing happened. Queenie came over silently and pressed her cold nose into his outstretched hand. The dog seemed to be trying to tell Felix something, and somehow the man understood. Felix got up slowly, put on his ragged coat, and he walked over to a radio station. He sought out a sports announcer, and the sports announcer greeted him warmly. Hello, Felix, glad to see you. But Felix only said, please. Please, could you announce on the radio that I'd like to sell my dog, Queenie? You see, I must have some medicine for my son. The announcer nodded his head. And then that night, the miracle happened. From every newspaper, from every radio station in the city, out went that appeal, not for somebody to buy Queenie, but for money, money to help a fighter who was willing to give up his eyes so that his own son could live. And then came the response from the so-called hard-boiled fight fans, from the writers, from everyone, everywhere. The story created a sensation. Irving Berlin, the famous songwriter, heard about it. And since it was just before Christmas, it inspired Irving Berlin to write a special Christmas song. And thanks to that song, money poured in. The boy was taken to a hospital. Felix and Queenie stayed together. Today, Queenie waits patiently at his feet, and that's the story. The story of a blind prize fighter who transferred a great son into a great song, for without him, you never would have had White Christmas. Tonight, since we're broadcasting from New Orleans, here is New Orleans' best Harry Arthur. If your whiskers could only talk, they would probably say, brother, team up with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Because Colgate Brushless is not greasy or heavy, it's light and fluffy. A swell brushless cream for tough whiskers and tender skin. No drying out, no stirree. This light fluffy cream stays moist, softens your stubborn whiskers so you can shave them off easy and speedy, close and clean. And here's the sweet payoff. A quick rinse and Colgate Brushless washes off your face and razor. No goo, no grease. It's a champion shave, men. So buy a jar or a tube of Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, tonight. It's light and it's right. And now back to Bill Stern. Real fine. Colgate's camera close-up of New Orleans. Tonight we're broadcasting from New Orleans, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's Tulane Southern California football game. And our guest tonight here in New Orleans is the coach of the University of Southern California, Jeff Cravat. Here he is in person, one of America's most famous football coaches, Southern California's Jeff Cravat. Thanks, Bill. Say, Jeff, how's uh, your team going to do tomorrow against Tulane? I wish I knew, but this much I do know. We're going to shoot the works. Well, tell me this, Jeff. Is your team ready? Ready and fit, but so is Tulane. It should be a great game. Well, it should be, and it's going to be broadcast exclusively over this network tomorrow afternoon. So I hope this nation will listen. Say, uh, how do you like it here in New Orleans, Jeff? I like New Orleans fine. But, Bill, you're always telling strange sports stories on this program. 
Did you ever know that one of the strangest of all took place right here in New Orleans? No, I didn't know that, Jeff. What story is that? It's a story that took place long ago. A gentleman came here in the Battle of 1815, and that gentleman was destined to make sports history. For while he was in New Orleans, he bought some racehorses. He began to race them, and because of these racehorses, he was continually in trouble with the city officials. Till one day, in a fit of temper, he killed a man in a duel. After he had killed this man, he was forced to sell his horses and leave New Orleans. However, this man is not remembered because he once owned a string of racehorses in New Orleans, nor is he remembered because he once killed a man in a duel. This man is far better remembered because he went on to become the President of the United States. You see, his name was Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night. Jeff Cravath, head coach of the University of Southern California. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait just a minute. That reminds me, on Wednesday night, I heard Kay Kaiser on his College of Musical Knowledge predicting that his team, get this, his team, North Carolina, would beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Well, I admire Kay's loyalty, but I'm right here in New Orleans now where that game's going to be played. And I would like to remind Mr. Kay Kaiser that the experts are picking Georgia by 14 points. Do you get it, Kay? Okay. And I know you're listening, so don't tell me you didn't hear it. And that is the 3-0 mark for tonight from New Orleans. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same station. Next Friday night, we'll be broadcasting from Hollywood. We'll be in Hollywood next Friday night getting ready to broadcast the Rose Bowl football game. And our guest next Friday evening in Hollywood will be the famous star, Eddie Cantor. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we speak to you from Hollywood, California, with our special guest, Eddie Cantor. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from New Orleans. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, has lots to say. He told you tales of sports and rosy inside. Hope you really know, so listen in next Friday night. See your wealthy ATG. Ladies and gentlemen, we all know that the demand for new homes is terrific. The need is especially urgent with discharged veterans who want to buy or rent a home. Won't you wait so that they can get a break? Here's news for Dennis Day fans. The Dennis Day Show is now broadcast on Wednesday nights over most of these same stations. And don't forget to listen to Bill Stern at the same time next week. May I interject a word, please, before we say goodnight? That makes a lot of sense, what the veterans are asking for. They gave up their homes that you could have one of your own. Now give them a break so that they can get a home. Will you do that, please? This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.